Leafs talk, JD Bunkus, Sam McKee. Great to have you back, brother. Did you feel like anything changed? Uh, yeah. Did you, did you yes. feel like you came Every- back and you saw a brand new hockey team? Well, kind of. <laughs> Elias Samsonov's their best player. Nick Robertson's their best like out yeah. player. Uh, the stars are getting benched for the first time ever. It's a completely different team. Like, what are you talking about? True. <laughs> this is unlike any other Leafs game I've ever watched. So yeah, I feel start. like everything's changed except the start. Obviously, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, they had to have a bad start against a great team on home ice. That is, as is tradition, they had to keep yeah. something alive. <laughs> yeah, all, everything else is, it's a Dude, whole the, different squad, buddy. The true passion that unites them is slow starts. Is They just live for it. That is, that's like, you know, I, I was thinking about this. I think about this all the time, right? Like, what's the identity of the team? Because they were playing Winnipeg tonight. Mm-hmm. And it was billed as offense versus defense. And I went, we're like the, the Leafs are offense. Mm-hmm. That's the, the team well, that they, they've scored a lot of goals. I feel like they're, sure. they've, they've got a lot of goals. They're high. I bet you they rank high. Sure. But that's it's, go ahead. It's the one guy that does it a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And again, tonight, and <laughs> there's a certain fella who scores the vast majority of the goals. But either way, it kind of caught me by surprise. And I was thinking about the identity of the team. And I do feel like the identity of the team is just dog it for the first 10 minutes of every single game. That's right. Did it survive oh, the first 10 minutes? Man. Okay. So you said it. Samsonov was great. He was unbelievable. I got lots. There's lots of Robertson thoughts. He absolutely deserves it. Yeah. Good win for them in a rock fight. Like found their way back into the hockey game after a first. But I... Unless you want to start with something else, I think we go chronological order. We talk about the start. Sure. Uh, yeah, we can start with the start. I, you know, I don't want to bury the lead here with the with the the goalie that went away no, to Siberia and came back. Yeah, sure. No, go that's, ahead. That's the way I want to set this up. Okay, so Joe, let's let's run this pack for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, and those of you that are listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Please subscribe, leave five stars and review. All of the highlights that we're about to show you are from the first period. Every single one of these, I I texted into our group chat after the very first one where they had trouble exiting the zone. Hey, Joe, could you please clip these back-to-back <laughs> turnovers? Because it might end up being something. And lo and behold, it was a something, buddy. These guys, the turnovers in their own end here, everybody was taking part in it. It was a, it was a party. Every one of the Leafs wanted to get in on the action. And slowly but surely... There, we're seeing Ilya Samsonov be forced into the game right away. He's feeling the puck. And I would say that the consensus would be when you've got a goaltender playing this way, and I've been frustrated at times this this, this season, that you want to bear down. You want to no. you, you no. want to try and play in front of the guy that's struggling, the guy that you need to get his confidence right. They absolutely didn't do that. But I think there's also something to be said here for Samsonov of he felt the puck a bunch early. And Winnipeg didn't exactly like get incredible opportunities out of some of these turnovers. And you just saw the way that he started the game and it was cool, calm, collected. He had his feet underneath him. He was tracking the puck. It wasn't very busy in the net. And I thought that that weirdly ended up resonating through the rest of the game. Yeah. And I thought, you know, the Leafs did clean it up defensively throughout this game. And I'll give them credit for that. Like they really did bear down a bit, but when the Leafs are light, like, they can be so, so careless with the puck. And it's, it's just, unreal. it's really hard to watch. It's unlike any, you know, I watch a ton of hockey and, you know, the good teams in the league are not this careless with the puck. It's just a, something that plagues them 
every game when they're off, it's these boneheaded turnovers. And it's something that Kipper talks a lot about, about they're not a very good passing team. And it shows when they're trying to, when they're trying to force it, it just, they telemark or they telegraph everything. People are in the passing lanes. It's just a, it's a really frustrating brand of hockey to watch and not, there's never going to be a better example than the first 10 minutes of this game. It was comical. It was embarrassing how badly, like the jets were just suffocating them the whole time. It was the whole period was played in there in the leaf zone. And like you said, a lot of, not a ton of high danger chances, but the puck was in their offensive zone so much, but yeah, like Samsonov rose to the occasion. He felt it, like you said, and then for the rest of the game, like as the game went on, I'd say the chances were fewer and far between, but they were more 10 bell chances that he got as the game went on. And I guess he was prepped for that, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know where, what happened. What happened? What did they tell him? What did he do down there? Like, cause it's just, it's a different guy. And I don't, I don't understand like credit to whoever, you know, put the black magic on this guy or did the spell or whatever, you know, expel the armist to this guy. Cause I just, I can't figure out the difference. And he's just, he looks like a different guy. It's crazy. Well, what's, what's especially crazy about it tonight is it, it's not even like the flaily fluky Samsonov that we've seen from the past. Like Samsonov was really good last year. People forget I went over it on my show today, but he was top 10 goals saved above average last year. Mm -hmm. Martin Jones, by the way, was bottom five. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the import of this, it should be noted that it's monumental if this guy can find his form again. Over the past week or so, we've seen what Martin Jones can do for you. Like it's it's gone the other way in a hurry. 100%. Yeah. But I'm shocked to see, and I want to talk to, like I talked to Carter Hutton today about it. And he had some insight into Samsonov's game and what he was looking for. But to me, it just, it's incredible how quickly this guy went from the noisiest goalie in the NHL to just incredibly quiet in the net tonight. How many awful rebounds were there? None, right? No, I, how, how many, yeah. how, he was tracking the puck perfectly tonight. The lower, the lower body movement, the pads, gorgeous. The glove, he was snapping the leather around when they were trying to pick him glove side. Like he was just, he was perfect. Like, well, he was, he was perfect. It was, yes, there were no shot against it. You got to shut up. That is how that works. That is how that worked. But it was aesthetically like something that we haven't really seen from and him. The one that actually really stood out to me was in overtime when they were on four on three and mm-hmm. Kyle Connor, who's one of the best shooters in the AHL. And I've seen yeah. him beat goalies from high out like this a lot of times where he's not even looking. And he snaps that low one that goes through three legs. And when Sammy was fighting it against Columbus and some of those really bad ones that he had, that's hitting the back of the net before he's even on the ice. Like, it's just, he was tracking it so well. And he had a big body in front. And Simmer said that, like, made a great point that they tell you to get out on the top of the blue so that if it does deflect, you're right there too. And he was doing that exactly. Like, it just, I, I'm floored. I, I don't know. I could just never have seen, like, listen, this is not a, like, look at this. This is a two-on-o save you're watching on Sportsnet Plus. It's a two-on-o save after a dog effort, and we'll get into that. And I, I'm not fully convinced he's all the way back or, like, he's even better than he was. But this tonight, I never, ever thought they'd get another start like this out of him, ever. Like, I thought this part of Sammy was gone. I, I'm just stunned, man. I, I don't even know what to say. Should be noted, too, though, that this guy owns the Winnipeg Jets. Like, they're they're a team that he's historically been incredible against. So whatever, take that for what it's worth. But I think his goals against now is one. 
like really? as, as a maple leaf yeah he's he's absolutely he's he's completely dummied these guys but also it should be noted i'm gonna be the stats guy tonight he okay. had his worst statistical mar- uh month of the season last year in march and again i'm doing the people forget <laughs> you know people forget people but forget. this guy really struggled in march he let in 16 even strength goals over the, that stretch mm-hmm. people were wondering whether he was the guy and then he had his best month in april and so we actually have seen, obviously not the lows that we saw before, where it was a complete write-off. I did a eulogy show on my podcast. I said, goodbye, Samsonov. Thank you for the memories, but you're never going to see this guy again. There's just absolutely no way that you're going to see him in the NHL this year. He's going to be somewhere probably in the K. Who knows? But he actually, if you look at his career, Washington bounces back in Toronto. In Toronto last year, has an awful March, yeah. bounces back in April. He's a... Uh, He's had a he's had some roller coaster moments in his career. Yeah. Like this isn't just what you want unprecedented for him. What'd you say? Just what you want from a goalie. Roller coaster. Hey. When they when they go to scout, they're like, hey, the more unpredictable, the better. That's what we want from our goalies. I loved it for him though, man. Honestly, when the, oh, the yeah. I, I, I thought that the crowd should have gotten behind him earlier. And I kind of bitched about it again on Twitter. Yeah, Sam Samsonov has a 980 save against the Jets coming into tonight. Uh, so yeah, I think that he improved well, that's that. Pretty good. 98%. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He owns the jets. He's the jets boogeyman. He's yeah. just, they, they look at him and they think he's Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, a, but no, he was brilliant. I thought that it was kind of a library early and it was really tense in mm-hmm. the arena as the Leafs were turning the puck over and never having it. As you pointed they never out, touched it. they didn't play yeah. the full period. They didn't but, play, but you could really tell that in a very quiet, Wednesday night game, they started to get behind him uh, yep. as as he started to get going. And uh, by the I way, it I was just, the I think it was the two on zero save that really yeah. changed. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, that's when they everyone it was a standing ovation immediately. Dude, that got the bench going, and I thought that the Leafs actually changed their game from that point forward too. Well, and they they dug in a little bit after their their guy made a massive save. But what happened dude, because of that? What What do you mean? Well, with the save and why they well, dug yeah, the in, and what happened yeah. after? Well, you know, uh, but I, by the way, I, I just need to say this because it's on my brain so hard to close yeah. the point about the turnovers. Yeah. What's crazy about the turnovers tonight was that in the past, the Leafs have had like a whipping boy. Like it's been, oh, it was Justin Hall with his bad turnovers. Oh, it was Jake Gardner with his bad turnovers, right? If you go back and you look at that highlight reel that we put together, it's every Team player effort. on the team <laughs> and it's, and it's, and they do it every way. Where it's sloppy plays by, you know, Riley, who doesn't make them notoriously, but where he's not paying attention to the space around him, who's behind him. Mm-hmm. It's losing board battles. Like Robertson loses two board battles in the first period where they just both end up in the own, their own end. It's Max Domi trying to, uh, or it's Mitch Marner trying to flutter a puck outside the zone when they're hemmed in. Like they, they did it every which way. If you would have had a turnover bingo card, you would have nailed it in the first 10 minutes because it was. <laughs> If if turnovers were the name of the game, they really did. It was it was perfection. Anyways, yeah, the benching. Um, so that that perfect moment for Samsonov, the 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 turning point of the game, it mm-hmm. comes after the stars are on the ice for almost the full two minutes. They make a horrific change. <laughs> Nylander goes, and, and he's and, actually know. that's the middle of the bingo turnover bingo card right there. Yeah. Nylander shovel towards the sideboards on an entry yeah, yeah, on a, <laughs> without any support as they're making a change. So boy, Nylander was awful tonight. Uh, yeah, he was he was like really, really bad. Um, 
they make he makes this save and Sheldon Keith, like Joe, if you can run it of Keith getting mad at the bench, he has gone full hardo. You missed one of the games, but he yelled at Bertuzzi and mm-hmm. uh, I saw Tomorrow, the clip. or sorry, saw and the clip. Uh, Nylander when they didn't get off the ice the other night. He's killing him. He's crushing him in the media. <laughs> like, look at how mad he is, dude. Spitting mad. He is angry. <laughs> Man, that's, oh. that's your dad when he finds a hole in the drywall in the basement. <laughs> like that's... Or in the car after a lack of effort. Oh, that <laughs> is. Hockey. See, my parents were quiet for the lack of effort uh, until yeah. until like 10 minutes into the drive. And then all of a sudden it was, how do you think you did? <laughs> I must have had a lot less effort than you did. Anyways, continue. Oof. Anyway, Keith sends a message. My question to you is, do you think it's too little too late for him? It's a good question. Uh, I got to tell you, I loved it. I loved so it. I. I was thrilled he did it because it was deserving and I think we've seen a little bit more than of this where he's like talking about accountability and like, you know, calling guys out a little bit in the media, but this is definitely the first time he's ever benched Matthews, right? Mm-hmm. Has he ever benched Matthews? Like he's given Marner a one shift little whack here and there, Nylander for sure. Mm-hmm. But for they don't, so they missed that full power play. And then it was two more shifts plus a commercial break that they missed. So it was a solid 10 minutes of probably real time sitting on the bench, which is a massive statement. They deserved it. If maybe a little bit too little too late, but to me, this guy's fighting back there. Keith knows he's fighting for his life. He's trying to show that he's trying to do everything he can. And I thought that this was, you know, I thought this was a good Keith game for him. He noticed that Robertson was playing well, elevated him right away, played him in mm-hmm. overtime. He ends up digging out a goal that uh, digging out a puck that ends up on Matthew's stick and goes in the back of the net. He's just no, he's trying Timmons and, uh, and Ben Watt together, who I thought actually had a pretty good game together. He tried with the left, right thing after benching Giordano, like he's really pushing all the buttons he can. And I thought that him benching those guys is a massive statement and a great move by him. I, I loved it because we've never seen it. Brother, the agree boys are here. Oh, the, the agree brothers are in town tonight. I got nothing against that. Dude, people are going to bitch about that. I, again, I didn't see social media's take. So maybe mm. I'm straw man and maybe everybody loved it. Maybe the chat is on fire right now doing like the Sammy, Sammy chance. They left the <laughs> arena and they're doing the Sammy, Sammy chance in the chat. Because I don't think that the accountability matters if you're down three, nothing in a game. I don't yeah. think that that matters. It has the same impact. If you're winning a game that mattered because the game was tied and mm-hmm. they dogged it. Mm-hmm. The power play was horrific. Jobo run the drop passes again, by uh. the way. Also, but let me tell you something, bro. I thought that they also made adjustments. You want to talk about the Keefe game? Benched his stars, sent the message to the players, was a hard ass. Everybody wants to bring Craig Berube in here, right? And they're like, Craig Mm -hmm. Berube, Craig Berube. You think Craig Berube is going to be doing that on the regular? You think he's going to be sitting the top three stars? I'm just saying that that, that's as hard as it gets in the modern day. Austin Matthews is trying to chase 70 goals. If you don't Mm -hmm. think that he cares about getting stapled to the bench when it's cookie time, you're out of your damn mind. Those guys want their individual statistics. They're on this power play. It's chock full of lazy passes. It's these horrific draw passes that they just continuously do over and over again, which teams have completely gotten the book on. And what did they do later in the game, by the way? They started to just go north. 
They adjusted yeah. to it. They, they got rid of the drop pass, and all of a sudden, Marner's gaining the zone, and all of a sudden, Riley's gaining the zone, which I think is something to watch in the future if they're going to be able to improve this thing. But they got they played almost a sixth of the game on the power play, and they didn't get mm-hmm. a goal tonight. So yeah. if not now, when? Nylander oh, had one play. How many of those were, had did Willie have tonight? My God. Nylander, they're set up in the zone on one power play, and Nylander has the puck at the point, and he's walking. Actually, it's this right here. It. And it's just like he just flicks it towards the net, and he's like, "I'm ready to go to the bench, please." It's (laughs) he was a dog tonight. Like this was full. If you have fears about the William Nylander contract, (laughs) you and and you have like even a passing eye for the game tonight. You were on high alert, high alert, high alert. He had 22 minutes of ice tonight, Willie Nylander. So can (sighs) I, I, I want to just, before we move to Willie, because I have some thoughts on that. Clearly the power play to me now, it's at the point where, you know, he's making adjustments on how they're entering the zones. Like, you know, can we get a, can we get a hard rim one time? And somebody win a battle along the boards, like one time hard rim guys to win the battle. I know, but just, well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. For me, it's getting close to two units time. It's it's getting close to two guys. You have two, enough players where you can split, sprinkle out the four guys on two separate units. You can create internal competition amongst the units where you guys can, you know, each get a minute, whatever units, you know, if they start scoring more, they get a little bit more ice time, vice versa. If he's going to bench his three best guys in a on a power play, a full power play, plus a couple of shifts after the power play in a tie game, to me, there's nothing that's off the table. I, If I'm him, I'm looking at a two-unit two strategy, especially with the way Robertson's going. Bertuzzi's been had no power play time. We talked about it a bit today on Kipper and Bourne. Get him mixed in there. Let him do what he does best in front of the net, tipping and chopping and doing all that kind of stuff. To me, like this power play needs a major shakeup. There's just zero urgency, bud. They just go out there. There's the four guys. They know they're going to be on the ice the whole time, and they don't play with any urgency. You need to create some urgency. It's just It's hard to watch right now. Yeah. Um, again, Matthews after the game said he feels that the power play is a bit disconnected. Yeah. Marner said it wasn't what a great, a great observation. Team. Great observation, yeah. Austin. It well, definitely is disconnected. Yeah. Well, they have one power play goal in their last 20 attempts. So yeah. it's the, the, it doesn't get more disconnected than that. Like it's, <laughs> I want to cord- disconnect the TV when they get on the ice. <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> the court is on the other side of the room, buddy. It, you need to get an extension cord. It's this is it's not going to stretch. It's this isn't going to work out. Um, this was just such a weird game because Marner's right. They they didn't play well. It wasn't a great game, but it was just they got a spectacular performance from Samsonov, which is mm-hmm. about as important as anything else, right? Like yep. number man, one, by far. Like they said that it's still a ways away for Joe Wool. Martin Jones looked completely worn down. If Samsonov would have come out in this game and looked dreadful in those first 10 minutes, those first 20 minutes when they got completely outshot and he's getting chased and Martin Jones has to come in and he's starting on Saturday, it's it's a nightmare for this team heading into the All-Star break. All of a sudden now it's it's kind of, it's a prove me game on Saturday that if they can bounce back as a team and not just have it be Samsonov, not just have it be a rock fight, like let's be real here too. That's a team that's missing Shifley. They yep. lost their number one defenseman, like the first shift of the game. They didn't have Hellebuck in net and mm-hmm. the Leafs scraped and clawed. But the other positive, and I think now and is time else, to get in. And, so, and someone else, um, Velarde's out too. Yeah, Velarde. Yeah, exactly. Like a really good, one of the big pieces from the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. So they, they, they're missing some guys. They, they were missing a lot. 
They were missing a lot. And I thought you saw Winnipeg fade a little bit as this game went on. Yeah. Part of it was the fact that, again, the Leafs got four straight power plays, which was pretty <laughs> advantageous for them yeah. in terms of changing the momentum, but or just the possession and the shots, all these things. But yeah, like they're, they're going to need a much better team effort, obviously, on Saturday night and moving forward. But Nick Robertson, that's the other part of the key bingo card that you said where he mm-hmm. played well tonight. What do we always criticize him for? Hey, when there's a guy that's going, play him. Yes. And yes. career high ice time for Nick Robertson tonight, 17 minutes. And yeah, a little bit of that's in overtime. Who cares? He he bumped him up to the second line at one point. He was moving him around. He was giving him different opportunities. And I thought Robertson rewarded him. And, and this is... This is my question, right? Because it remains the same way with Nick Robertson and it remains the same with Domi and it remains the same with Bertuzzi and some of the other guys on the roster that are flawed. Mm-hmm. Is Sheldon Keefe going to be patient enough? Is he going to be consistent enough with these guys to accept the bad in order to get the good? Because Nick Robertson was snapping it towards the net tonight and he did have jump, but he lost a couple board battles early and credit to Sheldon Keefe that didn't just bury Nick Robertson. He saw that he his legs going. He saw that he was still looking to be the spark of this team and he rolled mm-hmm. and he kept rolling with them. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Like it's a great question that you make there. And I think that's been one of our biggest complaints. And I think this game was the first time where it felt like it flipped. Felt like a lot of stuff flipped in this game. Like it really does feel like a fork in the road moment game with a lot of stuff with with Keefe. And yeah. This is the type of game against, like you said, they're missing some guys, but this is one of the better teams in the league. Heavy, a lot of guys that'll lean on you. Like that Lowry's a mutant and Appleton and all these guys. They're just a big team. Yeah. And for for Nick Robertson to have a good game against these guys where he could have had a goal, maybe even two goals, gets the assist in overtime, makes a great play to turn the puck over for the winning goal. This is the type of game that buys you more trust from the coach. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm asking myself and what a lot of Leafs Nation's asking yourself okay, this is great. Now, next game, let's see it again. Let's see it again. Can we have this consistently? And, you know, Borny talked about it today, not to keep referencing our show, but he said that he really liked the way that they've handled Nick Robertson. And I, and I agreed with them because it's like, you're going to send him down to the Marlies. He's at the Marlies. At least he's up. He's around. You're keeping him hungry. He's coming into these games where he's like proving it. Mm-hmm. And tonight was a perfect example where they finally elevated his ice time, played really well. And he ends up getting a getting a big assist for the winner. You know, yeah. it was an impressive night for him. I just want to see it again. I want to see it for a week and a half. You know, yeah. I want to see it for a long time. So remains to be seen, but progress for him. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, I just I've been harsh on Robertson this season. I've had moments where I was definitely writing him off. So hand up. I went. I, I don't just don't think this is ever going to happen. Tonight was like easily his I, I know his ice time was his highest but this was yeah. easily his best game to me even better than the Dallas game where he scored twice this was his best game as a leaf and again yeah. it, it did come with the flaws like you see it he can get bodied along the boards when the puck is there mm-hmm. a big reason why the Leafs turn it over so much in their zone is that they don't get great support from their forwards and they they're not able to win a lot of those battles especially when those big boys pinch down and they start to rip it off of them he had a couple of those but outside of it Man, the kids' feet were just moving nonstop, never coasting, just movement, movement, movement. And when he get when he got his opportunities and he got a little bit of space and transition, which is, I don't think that he's ever going to be a guy that's going to be able to create it like uh, William Nylander, obviously, where he's just going to be able to zip around and then all of a sudden be able to rip one. But yeah. on transition, he can be deadly. He can be for deadly sure. going the other way. And he was looking for it tonight, and, and mm-hmm. I was loving it, dude. So kudos to Nick Robertson. He was awesome. I agree. Uh, 
I'm just looking at the ice times for tonight. Yep. Um, so Gregor to me is a conversation. I know it's a down the thing. I want to talk about, about uh, Willie in more in depth, but so just off the Robertson thing, when Bertuzzi comes back from the extremely well-timed paternity leave uh, with the, with the Ryan Reeves situation, I'm assuming, I, I guess we'll put Reeves on waivers. Clearly they're not going to put Robertson back down after what he just did. I, I don't think Roberts, like to me, it's Gregor that comes out of the lineup for him to come back in. Like yeah, I, I know I they, I, I don't know. He's bigger to me. Like, yeah. I don't think, I think Gregor has been a guy that has been kind of Teflon and got to play in most games yeah. to me. Like, I, I don't really understand that part of it. Like I know he's got some speed, but it's been a while since we've seen him with use that speed and carry the puck a lot. Like yeah. I think McMahon's got a bigger body. Like to me, I don't think, you know, so McMahon played a little less. I I would like to see Gregor maybe get a night off for when Bertuzzi comes back in. That's just a minor thing, but it's just I something I noticed. He hasn't I had as much you. impact as, as he had earlier this season for me. I hear you. And I don't disagree that Gregor has faded with his mm-hmm. play as of late, yeah. but I just will say, you had a tweet tonight that I completely agree with. What'd you say? Oh, that they're, that they're slow? Yeah. What yeah. do the Leafs need more right now? A big yeah, guy? Yeah, maybe not Bertuzzi. <laughs> Bertuzzi's no. not the, most, the fastest. But but that's what I'm no, saying. I know, I know they, what you mean. They, they need Gregor's speed. They, yeah. they just, they're a team that is completely bereft of it. And at least with Gregor, you trust him to be able to play some sound like defensive hockey. Mm-hmm. You like his speed and his ability. He hasn't been producing. It's just, it's just a fact. Like, do you, yeah. do I hate saying you need more from a guy that the worst team in hockey history said no thank you on. <laughs> well, non non tendered, but see, yeah. like, the Sharks are genuinely losing to a KHL team. I really keep like, you on their you know, keep you on their top line though. Like well, yeah, that was a weird right. move by them. Yeah, but <laughs> he's their he, best player said, for sure. They said get out of here. We yeah. don't want to see your face around yeah. town anymore. And yet, I still think that the Leafs need a speed because that's. That's one of the things that if I you were telling me, fair. hey, like, what are you most nervous about with the Leafs? I would say the team speed is at the very top because it's just yeah. it's not something that I is going to change. Maybe it's just maybe it's more the guy. He's not playing a ton anyway, so it's not like I notice his speed. It's not like it's to me. It's more the, you know, the Tavares spot, which is clearly a slow like camp mm-hmm. isn't very fast. You know, mm-hmm. Domi can get it up there a little bit like Yarn Croc. Like, he looks like he's going fast, but he's not that quick. You know, I Bertuzzi when he's in the lineup is not fast. So those are the guys maybe I'm more worried about with the speed, but it's a good point, but Gregor, we don't need to spend too much time on it. Yeah, Let's talk about no. Willie. But, yeah, but by the way though, quick little yeah. added note here too. Yeah. Uh Yarncroc tonight thought he was in, he's kind of embracing a good little bit of a ratty role recently. Yeah. He's been he's been rattier. And and I mean yeah. that in a good way. Awful penalty to close the game. Terrible. Where you go, dude. This is just the it's the pucks along the boards. The game's almost over. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Going full stick across both feet. Like there was zero reality that that wasn't going to get called or yeah. that there was any outcome that something wasn't going to get called there. But throughout it, I just think he's doing a good job of drawing penalties and he's got this little smirk going against guys. It seems as though all of a sudden he's hateable. I, I just like to the other team anyways. So yeah. Good on Yarncroc for giving them a little bit. He's of a great juice, deal. A He's a great deal. Yeah. Two and a half yeah, million he bucks. He does whatever you need. So yeah, that's a good. That's a rare good contract by Dubas. All right, that's next. Willie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I already said my piece. So Willie to me, 
And, you know, there's been a lot of conversations. I saw a great tweet tonight. I forget who it was. It was a picture of Jason Blake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Willie, since he signed, the, I think it's somebody render two million, since he signed the new $92 million contract, it's a picture of Jason Blake, which is an elite tweet. Yeah. But the thing that I'm noticing the most is the turnovers, clearly, like mm-hmm. he had tonight. But the he's just stopped dropping that shoulder and going to the net. Totally. Early in this year, that was the biggest thing that I noticed about him. The difference was that, like, wow, he's taking the puck to the net hard. He's going to the net hard. And it just really feels like that's dried up in the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, but it's not what you want here. And tonight was his worst game maybe of the season. Like, did he have a worse one before this? Like, he was really bad tonight. Yeah, he was and, really bad in the game that they bumped him up to the top line and yeah. Keith called him out after and said, well, we had to put him up. I think that was the second oh, game. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keith on the team's energy level right now, quote, to me, it looked like a team still on the plane, end quote. Oh, he's yeah, given Keith. us the quotes, buddy. Let's he go, knows buddy. he's he's digging in. Keith is, Keith is <laughs> dude, I got to tell you, last stand Keith is my kind of coach. Liking it. <laughs> 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 last and keith is fire i'm a big fan of all the keeps before pretty impartial on wasn't crazy about was very into the idea of just a fresh voice in the room last stand nothing to lose keith here here's the quote to paraphrase my favorite movie of all time happy gilmore here comes another uh cliche oh wait is this a new <laughs> sheldon keith <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I've been avoiding the Nylander thing because I feel as though his yeah. season has earned the benefit of the doubt. For sure. And that part of this to me is, I don't think this is all a guy who got the contract and has just stopped. But I think that's because I think some of it is just regression based on a player that sure. has not been this at all his entire career. And that was why it was sort of insane that they chose to pay him at the worst possible <laughs> time. And especially considering that his leverage wasn't going to improve. I kept seeing people going, well, that someone was going to give him 13 million. And I went, ah, no, the Leafs mm-hmm. always had the extra year. They always had the no move. They always had the money up front. Like they, they handed him every single thing. There was not one single concession by William Nylander. And so that was why the timing will always be curious to me. They clearly wanted a, a pop. They wanted to celebrate a guy who was going well. They wanted to have that story heading into all-star week. Fine. Whatever. They made that call. Um, <sighs> You know, some, of thinking, regre- you know, some of it's regression, but it's it's hard not to feel like some of that drop the shoulder stuff, some of the like harder play. I know some Nylander Stan account, there's going to be some account that's got Nylander in their name is going to yeah. show me a heat map that says that he's been in all the same spots. But I'm telling you, like, it's just it, it hasn't been the same. You're, you're bang on with the drop the shoulder, go to the net, yeah. like the aggression of Nylander and his ability to just take over hockey. When's the last time you, you said to yourself, wow, Nylander just really what he was he was going to will his way through this hockey game he was going to carry them he was going to put the team on his back uh the game against the san jose sharks the day before he signed the contract um yeah so i don't know we don't need to do too much more on this i think we've we've made our piece but like you know i I had a thought the other day and when i was in i was thinking about the lease when i was in las vegas and uh you know when they signed dion Phaneuf to the eight year eight million dollar contract was it eight year eight mil I yeah, was like absolutely. right at the, that was like the peak of his like dominance for the least when he was at his best and it's just, he just never lived up to it. I'm like, boy, 
I really hope that isn't this. Like that, that, that terrifying thought crossed my mind. Cause I remember they paid him and it was like in the 24 seven thing with the good one, Randy. And like, they had like the whole contract signing during that. And then it just, he was never nearly as good as that. And it just, you know, the, I parallel the 24 seven is the Sweden trip to me. Like all these parallels I'm going on in my mind. And it's just like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, please let my dumb brain not make this parallel. But anyways, mm-hmm. we can, we can move on. Anyways, yeah. It's just, it's two goals since the contract and yeah. both goals well, not, were. Yeah. Yeah. Both goals, well, were both, both goals were when you were off and they were both just ugly muffins that had eyes and found their way into. The, yeah. I saw the, the I saw, I saw them in a TV this size at the win sports book when there was like all every other sport yeah. or like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a TV this big. Wow. I can't believe they didn't have the Leafs game up in Vegas. <laughs> on the main screen. They probably get the most action on that. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else for you or you want to wrap the sucker? Up? Uh, stop with the black jerseys, please. For the love of God. Oh my That's God, it. dude. Enough. Sorry, Marianne. Enough. They're bad. They stink. She likes wear them. Your, yeah, she remember I told you she thinks they look tougher in them. Just wear your blue jerseys that are beautiful at home. Just wear your blue jerseys. Your blue jerseys are gorgeous. They're a top five jersey in maybe like in sports. Just wear them. They're beautiful. Buddy, I got a quote off. There was a fan. This guy actually tweets at me all the time, and his tweets are always good. Mm. I'm like, damn, this guy's rare. smart. Yeah, I know. It's just like every time he tweets at me, I'm always like, it's good. But he mentioned that with the Red Wings, with Mike Illich, uh-huh. that he had a policy where he went, yeah, the third uniforms came in and he went, no, we're, we're the Red Wings. Like they're called a oh, uniform yeah. for a reason and we're oh, sticking yeah. with this. And I went, it would be nice yeah. if the Leafs did that and stopped doing the black jersey. Just stop trying to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why, why are you trying to be like, they're the expansion team. They stole from you. Stop stealing from them. You're the blue and white. Just wear if, the classic jerseys for God's sakes. Those are so putrid. The only third jersey I will accept is last Ugh. year's reverse retro. That's the la- the only one I will accept. The, the the one that was like the white shoulders, white one, the one that had the salming patch that they wore twice. Yeah, I, I will accept that. But stick with the color scheme. For blue, sure. They're blue white. and white. It's beautiful. It. Just wear no it. It's beautiful. Black. Stop no, with it. Stop with the black ones. The I only know, other acceptable color is St. Patrick's Day green jersey. That's yes. it. That's the, only talk. Time, <laughs> that's the only time you get to do this. I know. I know. Anyway, uh, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please review. And if you're watching on YouTube, I always do this too late. I got to say it earlier because I feel Man. like everybody's tuned out by this mark. Is this, the, the, it's only the hardos that do it every time. So I'm all, all I'm saying is to the same people who are the diehards, the rider dies, the ones we love the most, who are just like, yeah, I'll bang the thumbs up. Yeah, I'll leave a comment. But yeah, appreciate uh, you watching. Appreciate listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus at Sammy McKee. Sammy, great to have you back. Let's close it out Saturday Pleasure. before the All-Star break, brother.